The Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum debate is dividing the legal community. Barrister Louise Clegg um, has lodged a formal complaint with the Bar Association over comments by one of the nation's top constitutional minds, Brett Walker SC. She argues the voice is a fourth arm of government and, and has accused Mr Walker of claiming those who complain about the voice's potential influence may be racist. Speaking on RM Breakfast yesterday, Brett Walker denied calling anyone a racist, saying he's calling out the argument that an Indigenous voice with moral authority is a problem. That's saying that this voice for the First Nations is somehow worse than the voice that everybody else gets because it would be given moral force. Now, that's what I've identified as a notion which inescapably attaches to the First Nations identity of the character of the voice and says, well, we can't have it being given moral force by a constitutional amendment. That's what I identify as being a discrimination between Indigenous interests and other interests adversely to the Indigenous interests and therefore racist. That's prominent Sydney barrister Brett Walker. To respond to those comments, Louise Clegg joins me now. Good morning. Hello, Patricia. Why do you believe Brett Walker's initial comments were directed at you? Uh, Well, um, on Friday afternoon when they appeared in the Australian Financial Review, I received, I was in the car for a couple of hours, um, driving from Sydney, um, from Goulburn to Sydney, and I received several calls from friends. I didn't actually read read the comments for a couple of hours. Um, So I had calls from people saying, oh, my God, he's called you racist. So, And the reason is that I've been engaging in this debate for a few months now. Um, I popped my head above the parapet when the Gama Amendment model was first announced and um, I rang a few friends who I know on in, in, involved with a, a yes group, Uphold and Recognise, and I've been friendly and engaging with them for some time, and I said, wow, this is big. And so I popped my head up above the parapet and wrote a fairly gentle piece in the um, in the Australian, and then I've been advocating since then, um, very respectfully, um, more forcefully as time has gone by, because my views have developed actually about this. But I've been very respectful the whole time. Um, so the fact that other people thought that he was talking about me um, and the content showed that he had a problem with what I was saying, which is that this is a fourth arm of government. Mm. Um, and, and I'm about, I am a lawyer who's, say, who's saying that and saying it most prominently. And I've said it in the financial review recently, which I think upset the Gama proponents. So he's, he's decided to go to the financial review and he had a premeditated interview and, and said that this was, I think he said it was a racist idea. He didn't call me racist directly, but that's how everyone okay. took it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but because I spoke to him yesterday on the back of his comments to the Financial Review, and obviously he's a very prominent barrister, you've, mm. you've heard what he told us in yesterday's interview, that a sub-editor had yes. misquoted him and that his comments about racism referred to the specific idea that an Indigenous voice with moral authority was an abomination. Can you see the distinction there? Uh Look, if he was in the High Court, the court would say, Mr Walker, I think that's a distinction without much merit. Um, I don't think he'd win that argument. So, But it's not in the I, High I, Court. It's in. We're having a public debate. There has to be well, some level of openness, doesn't there, in a public debate? Well, well, Patricia, we shouldn't be having a public debate where Australia's most prominent silk comes into the... Oh, speaks to the national broadcaster 
and deploys with his considerable power the race card into the national referendum campaign. I mean, I, I don't need to say much more than that. The consequences of that conduct are so serious. Now, I don't know what motivated him, whether he was feeling defensive and felt he needed to to explain again uh, more fully what he'd said, but he used the race word and he deployed the race card um, again implicitly against a fellow professional who has been arguing about this respectfully. I would never say that about him. Um, well, he says he else. wasn't and, saying it about you. Let's talk about the substance, though. You say bringing up race. He says mm. race is in the Constitution. He's right. And that mm. that this is about dealing with that race question already in the Constitution. What's your response to that? Yeah, guess what, Patricia? My minimalist, um, more gentle um, model, if you like, which I say is more unifying, where we wouldn't be having these debates about race, which is appalling and which turns most Australians off. My model takes race out of the constitution. Um, it replaces the race clause that's there with a new Indigenous um, recognition clause with a very small group right. This Gama model is something much bigger, more radical, completely untested. Now, my, my, my model would be still a big thing by constitutional law standards. So these are the things I've been saying. But your um, model is not... Yeah, absolutely. But your model is not supported by the the Uluru Group, the Constitutional Convention that was, was held by Indigenous Australians. Isn't that well, a relevant my point? Well, my model, my, my model is the model I believe, and I, I've put all this in a 5,000-word paper that is on the Uphold and Recognise website at the Publications tab, along with Frank Brennan, who also has argued that this voice is too big and powerful, um, less forthrightly than me, I think. So it is all set out there. My model is closer to the Referendum Council ideas and I believe closer to what Murray Gleeson had in mind when he gave his uh, speech, his outstanding speech in 2019, in mid-2019. When I read his speech, I thought, ah, there's the way through it. Now, I, we don't have time in short form to do that. Um, I've done the work. I've written 5,000 words. And and Mr... Okay. Mr. Mr. Brett Walker has called me a has called my ideas racist. This he, is an he incredible says, development. Well, he says he's talking. He if he was here and he's not, so I'm going to mm. quote him from the interview. He says he's talking about the substance of the constitution having race and trying to remove it, and the idea of moral authority being attached mm. to this idea of a voice. Now, you've lodged a complaint against Mr. Walker with the Bar Association. Uh, On what grounds? Correction. And what, yeah. Correction, um, I, not a formal complaint. I, I right, wrote okay. a letter, it was informal, okay. um, but I outlined my concerns. And my concerns are the same as I'm expressing to you, that he, I didn't put it this way in the letter, but the letter's been published in The Australian, but that he has played this card as the the country's most prominent barrister. I mean, this is an extraordinary development and that he came onto your show and did it again. Now, I don't really care what he thinks about me 
This will breed division and discord, particularly now that Mr Walker has played it. Now, Marsha Langton then took that again and again labelled something. I can't remember. Yesterday was in the media again saying, Brett Walker says this, this is racist. So he set it off. He set the flame. At the heart, and, and this is so disturbing, just Patricia. Before I before I let you go, Louise, because you're right, this is yeah. short form, and sorry about that, but that's the nature of this um, program. At the heart of this dispute is your view that the voice would be a fourth arm of government. Now, Brett Walker yes. and other top legal minds dispute that. They argue that this would have no actual power, has no veto over the parliament. Um, other than moral that's, authority. That's a, hold on, you, these are, you're conflating a whole lot of ideas. I wish I had a half an hour to give a talk, tutorial on this, which is what I did in my paper. But it, I would love the voice to have moral authority. But the problem is uh, something like the High Court, it has a lot of moral authority but not much political authority. This, this radical model gives the voice a lot of political authority and people say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, if you want political authority, that comes with a cost. That's the reason why people love to hate politicians, Patricia. So I set all this out. It's a very difficult subject to talk about short form, but I set it out in my paper. I would love the voice to have moral authority, but most constitutional scholars would say you can't have a lot of moral authority and a lot of political power at the same time. That is why I think... This amendment breeds division and discord and why Mr Walker has done the nation a huge disservice by deploying this into the national debate, giving people permission to play it and shutting down my ideas. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Patricia. Barrister Louise Clegg. And you can hear the full interview with Brett Walker which happened on yesterday's program on the RN Breakfast website. And a declaration, uh, Barrister Louise Clegg happens to be married to opposition frontbencher Angus Taylor, although these are her views as a barrister in this debate. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app. Hey, podcasters, just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories about the law and justice without a whole lot of legal jargon, check out The Law Report on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.